Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Eat Real to Heal podcast with myself, Nicolette Richet, CEO and founder of The Green Mustache in Canada, and where we have six locations to serve you and a seventh location being built out right now. We're in Western Canada in British Columbia and Alberta, so please check out one of our locations and let us know what you think of our 100% organic, delicious, plant-based, whole food, unprocessed, cooked raw food. We have incredible cold-pressed juices with the recipes based on the Gerson therapy and Dr. Max Gerson's original recipes from 100 years ago. Amazing desserts. There's no refined sugars, no refined oils, no sodium in our food, and the food is so tasty. Today on our podcast, we have such an inspiring woman, France Fauchot. She is from France and lives here in Whistler, British Columbia. She's the devoted mother of two incredible daughters who we've become friends since she became a client years and years ago. This woman was diagnosed with endometriosis where it left her debilitated, literally crawling from the bedroom to the bathroom, losing her business of 22 employees because she was so sick. And the doctors, the only thing they can do for her endometriosis was to cut her open, do the surgery every six months, give her heavy drugs that really left her not in a good state. And then she found me, did the therapy that we teach, the Eat Real to Heal program, which is based on the Gerson therapy. And after her first operation that she had, and even when the endometriosis came back, she never had to go back for another operation. She's now back to living her life with optimal health, and she is such an inspiration, especially to those people out there right now living with endometriosis who have been told that drugs and surgery are the only option. She is an example of one of many of my clients who've been able to reverse their endometriosis to where the point where they have no pain, no symptoms, they don't take any drugs, and they don't have to go back for surgery. And that is who France is here today to tell you about her incredible story. Thanks for being with us and listening to this podcast. Let us know what you think about it um, and enjoy. Welcome everyone to the Eat Real to Heal podcast. Today I have such an amazing woman who is on the show. I mean, I have incredible women on the show all the time. Um, but this woman in particular um, has held such a soft, warm place in my heart because when I met France Fauchot, she was not in a good state and she could have really just succumbed to what the medical um the, the medics were saying, you know, do the surgeries, take the meds, there's nothing more we can do. And at the end of the day, she decided to take her health into her own hands and to reverse her chronic degenerative disease. She was diagnosed with endometriosis. And we have France here today in the Whistler FM studio. And welcome, France. Well, thank you, Nikki. It is such a pleasure to have you here as well, because you are also a mother of two girls who are the uh, almost the same ages as my girls as well. I have three girls. France has two. And I met France in a park, actually, this very tiny little park that was located in our community in Spring Creek Drive in Whistler, British Columbia. And in that little tiny park, I look over and I see this woman. And her two kids are playing. She's crouched down um, on a little bench or a stool. And in her hands, she has a book. And that book was the Gerson Therapy book. 
Now, I'm a certified Gerson trainer, and I thought this was crazy because here I am, this brand new neighborhood. I just moved into it, and the first woman I come in contact with is holding the Gerson therapy book. Like, what are the chances? And so... Um, naturally we start talking and she says, you know, I'm thinking about doing this therapy. And I say, well, I'm a trainer in this therapy. So that's how we met, which was, um, I think very serendipitous. So friends at that point, can you, um, help our audience understand what you were going through at that point? Yeah. Um, when I met you, Nikki, that was in August uh, 2012. And I actually had uh, surgery. So I could just go back a bit in time and just explain uh, what happened to me uh, mm-hmm. quickly. So uh, in uh, I had my second daughter in 2010, 2011. I quit breastfeeding her in July. And then this is when... Uh, pretty much everything started to be out of balance in my body and I felt like I really needed to cleanse and all that. Then December got super worse. I couldn't eat. I couldn't walk. I had that pain on my left uh, ovary colon side and uh, it was really awful, like very, very painful. And um, I started to see doctors uh, in Whistler that... uh, actually uh, didn't really help in the sense that they were just giving me medication and Tylenol. And the fact that I was in Whistler was really hard for me to get uh, exam. So um, I started to go to hospital uh, in in the city, which was very painful for me because I couldn't, even being seated was super uh, painful. But uh, I had Oliver, my husband, take care of me, and I, every time I was going to a hospital or even Squamish, uh, they were doing some exams, and they didn't find anything. And the doctors here in Whistler were saying that I had IBS, and me, I knew I had a pain in my ovary. I felt like there was something else. Maybe I had IBS. Maybe yeah, they were right. I had IBS somehow, but there was something much deeper. And um, uh, even though I was going back every week uh, to the doctor saying, like, look, I need I need to see a gynecologist like there's something wrong with me. And it took about uh, seven weeks in February to have an appointment with a gynecologist in uh, the city. So uh, that was what I was a waiting for, so I was still in super pain, not eating, uh, uh, it, it was awful, but I really was looking forward uh, to meet uh, that, that doctor. And then when she saw me, she uh, put me right away into Lionsgate Hospital. And she, uh, lucky enough, she was a great doctor, uh, like, uh, hi. And she she managed to come and see me. And she did open, um, yeah, she did open my my body. And uh, then I was diagnosed with endometriosis, which I had no idea what it was. Uh, so when she came to me, she says, well, I have some good news, but I also have some bad news. So the good news was that finally we knew what was going on with my body. But the bad news was that, uh, according to her, uh, endometriosis 
uh, comes back. So once you had surgery, it grows back into your body. And then I would have to have surgery and the, the, the endometriosis uh, removed uh, around every six months or so. And so, yeah. Okay, so let that me just jump in there. So to summarize, here you are. You, did you go through your first pregnancy okay when um, with Zoe? That's your first daughter. Yeah, the pregnancy was fine. The, the giving birth was awful, 27 of hours course. of labor right. and a C-section. Yeah, and then, so you have the C-section, um, but you heal. Everything is pretty normal? It's okay. It's okay. It's not 100%, but it's okay. Okay, so what but what wasn't a hundred percent then um, afterwards? Like, was it your energy? Was it pain? Like, were there anything giving signs that you might have this earlier on? Did um, it was signs of indigestion, uh, mostly being tired, but I also had a business and two kids, uh, one kid, sorry, at the time. Uh, so, uh, and the, the business uh, for me was uh, also the stress. So I couldn't put my fi- my finger on. Was it the stress or was, was it uh, some unhealthy habits that I already had? Yeah, or the fact that you just had a baby as well. Like exactly. Like you had, a, you know, a daughter running around and she's, how old was she at this point before you had Lily? Uh, well, I had Lily in 2010 and Zoe in 2006. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of work. I mean, you just gone through a couple of years of probably sleepless nights and then you have your business on top of that. And so, and, and it gets tough. So you have a bit of, indi- but it's probably like manageable, your indigestion at this point. It, yeah, exactly. Because, uh, you know, since I, I've been, a, I was a child, I always felt I had a little trouble with my issue, uh, with my body, uh, like uh, a bit of this and a bit of that and I've never been 100% with my body anyway. So I I, I didn't even know what it was to be healthy until after the Gerson therapy for me. Okay. So then you go and have Lily. You're breastfeeding her. Everything's fine while you're breastfeeding her. Mm -hmm. And then you stop breastfeeding her. And then all of a sudden, this is when um, the endometriosis really kicks in and starts and gets worse. That's right. Okay. And did the doctors, did any doctor at this point, um, before you found that doctor at Lionsgate Hospital, um, and, and I find it interesting that you went from... Um, you know, going to these doctors and they're like, just take Tylenol, here's some medication. Mm-hmm. And, but nobody's really trying to get to the bottom of this, nope. right? Until you lucked out, you get this one doctor and right away she puts you in to surgery. Yeah, because right away. When she saw me at, at her office, she said, how, how, how is it that you're here? Like you should be treated like the, the yeah, I was crying like it was so painful to me, the, the endometriosis. Yeah. And this is the part that I found um, living in a small town like Whistler. We have great doctors here, mm-hmm. especially if you break your bones. Okay. Lots of tip fit fractures, you know, femur fracture, like any kind of broken bone, great place to be. You accidentally go into labor here and you can't make it out to Squamish or Vancouver. You know, that's great. You can probably safely deliver a baby up here. Um, If, you know, it's something acute, you need like antibiotics, you know, if, you know, if it's severe enough that you do need that, sure, the doctor can prescribe that. But what I found with living in a small town, and I know um, my pediatrician in at Lionsgate Hospital said, if you have any anything that's chronic 
or if you have a life-threatening like infection, get out of this town and get down to the city because it's a place where they just don't see um, you know, these different types of chronic diseases. The doctors don't know how to treat them because they've been living up here for a long time. They've been dealing with the broken bones, which they can manage great. You know, that's fine. If it's something more severe than that, they put you in an ambulance anyway and get you down. But um, that doctor said, get out of there. And I recognized that when my daughter had um, meningitis. Now, it was the same thing. We saw, I think, 17 different doctors over five days up here oh before finally a doctor at Lionsgate said, that kid's got meningitis and you know they just didn't want to believe that it was that or they didn't but she had every symptom of it so here you are in like excruciating pain Lionsgate mm-hmm. Hospital and you're so lucky to come across this doctor who says I'm going to take your health seriously mm-hmm. okay yeah. so when she opened you up and endometriosis from what I understand is really challenging to diagnose they almost need to open you up take a look inside to exactly. actually see yeah. yeah so then they come out and say okay you have endometriosis surgery every six months and you're going to be on some type of prescription med yeah, like uh, hormone therapy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do they tell you anything else at this point? Like that it's hormone dependent? Did they tell you um, it's an autoimmune disorder? What did they, did they give you any other information besides mm-hmm. the fact that, hey, it's going to be surgery and meds? Yeah, it was uh, mostly um, up to me to research about it and understand um, about hormones more, more. but uh, it was... Uh, I, I was told it was too much estrogen in my body, and that was uh, just basically it. Yeah, and that would that the the endometriosis would go back, and then I would have to have surgery again and again and yeah. again until uh, I actually have menopause. Right. So yeah. And I do see this a lot with my clients um, because I specifically work with people of chronic disease. And a lot of these chronic diseases are triggered by too much estrogen in the body, whether it's cancer, which is a chronic disease, whether it's, um, you know, autoimmune disorders, you know, um, you know, thyroid issues, um, Mm -hmm. breast issues. I mean, you know, liver issues. And the thing is, is that our liver is so important in managing estrogen, which a lot of people don't realize. And I can imagine from from you having a stressful business, you know, lots of employees, you know, it's a stressful but successful business at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also having a child that, of course, you know, when we have stress, it puts so much pressure on our liver. And then as well, you know, the stress of having a baby and just the pressure that like the physical pressure of having a baby and carrying it to term and that baby takes all of your nutrients. And then, you know, you're left breastfeeding, which, you know, there's a whole influx of hormones there. Mm-hmm. And eventually we reach a point where our body's just like, hey, I've been trying to support you for all these years. I've been trying to balance out your estrogen levels and your testosterone, your progesterone, and all the other hormones, and I just can't do it anymore. So your body at this point after um, stopping to breastfeed Lily um, crashes. So in, And so do you do what the doctor basically, they're like, it's up to you to research. Do you start researching? Oh, of course, yeah. I'm, I'm a self-taught person. Like I love uh, digging and researching and explore. So right away and i'm i'm very i'm i'm strong minded like i yeah i i i don't give up easily so as soon as i got my surgery though i regained um uh, energy and i was uh, painless so that was easier for me just to focus uh, and go back to where i was uh in my life with my health with myself and all this so I sold my business 
that was the first thing we had to do. Because <laughs> you just knew that you couldn't continue I, running your business. No, there was yeah. no way I could. I had to focus on myself. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, as a mom, you know yourself that you you are the center of the family in somehow, right? If uh, you're not well, then everything breaks underneath you. Uh, so we kind of appalled in a, in a family. So... And uh, and uh, for my daughters, I wanted to be a reference. I wanted to be strong again. I want I wanted them to see me uh, as a strong person and going through this um, and make the right decision for myself. So uh, I googled and I. I w- googled. You googled. My, my Doctors googled. love that when people mm, Google. Mm, but you googled. Okay. I did. <laughs> and I had to find those keywords, right? Because I know when you go on the computer, you have to have the magic words that and there everything. So to me, I understood that uh, my feeling was already that I sensed that the endometriosis was just. Um, the, the the logical um, uh, the the what that what happened was just according to what happened in the past to me. So um, uh, it was like a continuation yeah. of your health um, not doing well from the past and the. D- indigestion is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So a continuation. It wasn't like a disease that came out of nowhere. No, and just exactly. Hit you. That yeah, it, it, like all the, the these last years where I was uh, working hard and not eating properly, n- not being uh, careful with my body, like uh, like stressing a lot of in life, then that that was the consequence. Yeah. Right. Which I think that a lot of people don't often make that association when they get diagnosed with the disease. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, poor me. I just got diagnosed with this out of the blue. And they don't make that relationship between the years, you know, previous. And I tell my clients, you know what, you don't just get hit by a disease. It's a slow breakdown of the body. And it's an accumulation of multiple stressors from multiple different areas of your life. And then eventually, like the body tries to support you and it can't. And then you end up with this illness. So it's actually probably started 10, 15, 20 years ago. Exactly. Okay. So that's Mm -hmm. what you came to the conclusion on on your own. That's right. So when I was reading about chronic disease, is what is a chronic disease and this is where I learned that it started to build years and years and years ago so when I was back on my computer I really wanted to heal well to find a way to heal or to get better but not only to heal my endometriosis to get over the endometriosis, but everything I had before, like migraines or constipation and uh, hormone imbalance or even being moody or being unhappy or being stressed, you know, Mm -hmm. because the mental and physical body are, to me, very related, right? They work together. So, um, and I saw the Gerson therapy, and it was right there, and I was... Like super enthusiastic to read about Max Gerson and have some witness about how those people managed to reverse uh, cancer and some other big disease. And uh, there was 
some uh, uh, different approach uh, to uh, disease uh, and the fact that it was uh, being bit with nutrition and uh, healing the body, the cells of the body was to me very fascinating. So, but the but was the time consuming. Yeah, it's a very time consuming. Mm -hmm. And let me just jump in here for anybody who's hearing this podcast for the first time and is not familiar with the Gerson therapy. So Dr. Max Gerson was a Jewish German doctor out of Germany. Um, And in 1918, he suffered from migraines. And so he, um, you know, a paper came across his desk that said diet and disease are linked and that the body needs nutrition. And, you know, he had graduated from med school at the top of his class with all these other medical professionals, but never in med school had he learned about nutrition. So he was like, what the heck is nutrition and what is diet? So he started to research it. Um, You know, if Google was around back then, I'm pretty sure he would have Googled it, but he didn't have that luxury. And so... He started to research it and found that um, because he suffered from these debilitating migraines, he um, started experimenting with different foods. And at the end, he found out, I mean, it's it's pretty intuitive if you do think about the relationship between diet and the body. Foods that were processed, packaged, refined oil, refined salt, refined sugar, um, anything that had food dyes and coloring, pesticides, herbicides, you know, pretty much all the things that are toxic to our body. If you consume those, it would trigger his migraines. If he stuck to a whole plant-based, whole food therapy, um, you know, that just like grains, the things that come out of the earth, um, fruits and vegetables, um, you know, if he consumed those in large quantities, he could be migraine free. And that's exactly what he did. So even though it's called the Gerson therapy, it's really in honor of Dr. Max Gerson, but it is just about eating real food people, which is why our book is called Eat Real to Heal. So it made sense to you, France. Now, France, did you have a science background? Did you have, you know, like, you know, did you have, were you predisposed to like doing research and understanding? Are you just like a very willed person? And from your explanation, you clearly had a why, like you wanted to be that pillar for your girls. And I think when we mm-hmm. make the decision to take our health into our own hands, we have a why. And so for one person, it might be because they want to be the most successful entrepreneur with tons of energy. But in your case, you were like, no. I am going to be like that rock that my girls need me to be, that role model. So you had your why. Um, and so was it from that that you like turned into a researcher? I just want people to know that um, mm-hmm. and to understand like what your background is and to sort of show that, you know, anybody can do this kind of research too. Oh, anybody can do that. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, di- I don't even like computers, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but um, uh, no, I'm, I'm a self-taught person and I've always been doing things on my own and I know I'm strong. And I mean, I, I left France by myself when I was 20 years old. I left all my family. I just wanted to create my own, my myself. So... I left France and arrived here, uh, well, in in Canada with my backpack, and uh, I'm, I, I traveled the world as well. And um, I'm I'm, uh, I'm passionate about nature. I'm passionate about the world. I w- I'm passionate about myself too. Like I love myself, and I want to live a long life, and I want to learn. I want to learn. That's I know I'm on Earth to learn a lot, and I know that deep down when I after I got better, um, when I look back, I know that I wanted to learn a way where I can live a long life and protect my daughters 
that I love so deeply. And I know the endometriosis was, was here to teach me a lesson. And, mm-hmm. and I got it. And um, I'm super thankful, actually, right now that I look back that I went through this. It was super hard. And but it's 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 magic like I love every day I I eat healthy my kids eat healthy they are healthy my husband as well like he has a lot of weight and is healthy even try to to do the Ironman marathon and all that so yeah everything is great and he put me back into the right track of life and and so you made this decision mm-hmm. to do the Gerson therapy mm-hmm. for yourself in your endometriosis, but as a result, your entire family is healthy because yes. of it. Yeah. So when mom is healthy, everyone's healthy. When mom is happy, everyone's happy. That's right. As mm-hmm. the saying goes. So, okay. So when you decided to do the Gerson therapy, it is a lot of work. Oh my goodness. But you still decide to do it anyway. I have a lot of clients who are like, I can't do that. That's too much work. I'm not doing it. But you decide to do it. Well, uh, and this is because of you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm a good salesperson, people. I'm a good salesperson. <laughs> but no, but it was, it was, to me, it was no way I can do that. I've got the kids and we were already in debt. I, I sold my, my business for peanuts and I couldn't work and Oliver couldn't work because he had to take care of me. So we were already financial, financially in troubles. But um, yeah, so for me, it was no way we can do this like uh, i had i read and i had to commit for chronic disease it's 18 months of uh non-malignant therapy which is a bit lower than the the therapy for uh, cancer for instance um so just d- but, just to take people yeah. through like what your day is going to look like now so you're juicing were you you were doing the nine juices or six juices uh, oh, I, w- I was doing 10 juices. So 10 juices. So mm-hmm. for the non-malignant therapy, um, so France was doing 10 cold-pressed juices, um, fruits and vegetable juices, yeah. and then she was doing three enemas. Mm-hmm. She was doing all the supplements, and then she was doing all the food. So the food doesn't change. Um, you eat your three full meals a day plus all the snacks that you want when you're doing the Gerson therapy, so you're not going to starve, I promise you people. But what changes mm-hmm. is the amount of the supplements you're taking, not the quality or the quantity of the supplements actually that stays pretty similar but um or or the diversity of the supplements you take is still the same um but you do less coffee enemas so you were doing three coffee enemas a day so that's a huge time commitment and it is a financial commitment because now you're juicing 10 juices a day and i mean you go to a juice bar it's like almost 10 12 dollars for a juice nowadays like you Mm -hmm. are having to make this so time is money you're in your kitchen but you couldn't even be in your kitchen like no. you actually physically didn't have the capacity to do any of this. So you're no. so Oliver had to For scale back months. his business, mm-hmm. right? And and to do this. So here we have someone who's like I don't have the energy to do it, like physically couldn't do it, and then also didn't have the money to do it, but you still decide to do it. So walk me through what I said that convinced you to do it, because I don't know what I told you at that time. Well, um, so yes, yeah, so to go back uh, in time, so uh, I, d- I d- had surgery, and then after I had surgery, I started to Google, and I heard about the gastric nerve therapy was very appealing to me. Uh, but I couldn't do. So I tried some craniosacral therapy and I tried acupuncture. And because I, I, I could still feel that was unbalanced and that quickly 
my tummy and my brain was very foggy at the same time. Everything was coming back very quickly. So I got my surgery in April and then back in July, I started to feel unbalanced as well. So the endometriosis and is coming back, the illness is coming back, the pain is coming back. I, okay. I, feel, I don't feel good. And then I'm okay. with you in August. Uh, and then, yeah, t- to me, it was you were like a fairy uh, arriving right to, to me because I really wanted to do it, but I felt like I couldn't. And then when you said that, yeah, you were a girth therapist and you knew about the girth therapy and then you convinced me, you, you, it's like you just made it real for me, mm-hmm. right? To me, I, I saw something on inter- internet and, you know, like I Googled before, I saw many things on the internet. were like, oh, is it real? Is that not? Does it make sense? Can, you, can I believe? Is it going to work? Right? Because uh, if I commit 18 months of my life yeah. and money, and not even my life, my kids and my husband, well, is it going to work? But when, when I saw you, it make everything in, uh, in, in a way that I, I could believe that... Uh, I can make this real and I can make this happen. Mm-hmm. And that you, 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 you said to me, yeah, it is hard, like, but it works. You, yeah. yeah. So that, that it was just the fact, the fact of seeing you uh, like alive to me, that was the Christian therapy being alive, like a little fairy right. coming to me and do it friends, like do it. You, you, at least try it. Yeah, and what do you here. have to lose at that's this point? Right. Like and the doctors aren't helping you. Surgery and meds. That's what we're telling you you can do. That's you know? right. Yeah. And I felt like acupuncture and your psychotherapy, it was helping. Like I, I felt relieved after. Yeah. But I didn't feel like it was really going out of my body. I, yeah. cou- I couldn't find myself anymore. Yeah. And having surgery every six months was no, no way. No way I'm going going to go through this. So meeting you and you here, you're my neighbor. Yeah, and right across the street. You are amazing. <laughs> and yeah. This and podcast is about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah. having you in a, co- in a corner, like, you know, I could just cross for 30 seconds and I knew, uh, I knew you would open your arms to me and you would be there for me. And I felt like I, I've lost my mom and I don't have any family mm-hmm. around me. So having you next to me, I felt like uh, more powerful and I felt more confident. And yeah. and I, I I did. And I felt like as I w- we were talking about it more and more, um, my body being out of balance again, I felt, well, this is it. Let's do it. So January uh, 2013, I started the therapy. Right. And, you know, it was a, quite the experience for me as well, because most of the times I coach my clients through and then they get started. Um, it's a really terrible business model because I really only have to meet with people like once and then I teach them what to do and then they just go and do it. And <laughs> usually I don't hear from them for a year and I'm like, is it working? What's happening? And, you know, but to have you right across the street, I mean, I got to see like your healing reactions. I got to see mm-hmm. when, you know, because th- that's the thing with our 
healing journey. It's not like a straight arrow upwards to health. Like your body is going to have to go through these moments where it's like conserving energy when it then has to deal with like getting rid of the inflammation, but then also the body generates this capacity to heal anything in the body. So then that triggers an acute inflammation and that's your healing reaction. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are like, what? I was feeling so good and now I'm feeling terrible and then I'm feeling better, like even better than before. And that was really magical to watch you go through that. Um, So it was an honor for me to be like right across the street to see that and um I think every community needs a Gerson trainer mm-hmm. so that they can support their neighbors and their family and friends and going through that. So then when you started, I mean, you didn't have the energy to do this. So your husband scaled back his business. So he was in the kitchen making all of the juices. Like, was that a crazy time in your life right there? Like- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, as we were seeing each other and going through the decision of doing the therapy or not, my body really got so unbalanced again in December. I felt uh, I, I felt terrible. I felt like the endometriosis was back into my body, and again I couldn't eat. And so it was uh, uh, it was very challenging to jump into this, not knowing what's going to happen at all, because I had no references at all. Right? Neither. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just I read the book. I talked to you. And there I go. And you're just going off I of hope. I just go, yeah, jump into it. And for me, it was no cheating at all. Like mm-hmm. when I commit to something, I do it. And I do it by the letter. And, um, you know, so I, I heard that some people uh, may try the Gerson therapy. Or I heard, oh, I tried the Gerson therapy. It didn't work, blah, blah, blah. But as Dr. Max Gerson said, that it's quite important to follow the therapy if you want to really, really make sure you want to heal yourself, right? Because you could make some things different and it could work, but if if that wouldn't work, I don't want to take that chance. I really want to reverse the the disease. Yeah, the disease. So... Uh, I followed absolutely everything by the book, okay. even drinking casserole. Yeah. And doing everything. And mm-hmm. we're going to get take a break here, and we're going to come back into just the experience um, that France had of doing this therapy for a year and a half, because I think it's so important to know what that looks like. What does a day in the life look like? What does the healing journey look like? Um, the effort, the absolutely everything. And so we're going to walk through that, and then we're going to finish off with um, – what was life like after doing the Gerson therapy and what does that look like for France? Um, because that's just as important as knowing what it's like to go through the therapy, but what does the world look like after you've done it? So we'll be back in a few moments for that. And we are back with France for sure as we discuss her journey doing the Gerson therapy. So France, you took us through the beginning of what it was like to make the decision to do the Gerson therapy, how would you say you hit rock bottom at the point when you decided to do this and you looked for options, came across the Gerson therapy, and then it just resonated with you? Totally. Yeah, yeah. gave you hope. You met me. I gave you a little pep talk um, in the park, and then you actually decide to do it. Um, it was a little bit more thought put into it than that, obviously. Um, so what was it like then, you know, doing the Gerson therapy? You have Oliver. He's in the kitchen. He's doing your juicing, making your food. Um, where are you at this point? Are you basically just in bed focusing on the coffee enemas and consuming the juices, the food, and the supplements? 
Yeah, um, first I, I didn't have any appetite at all, so it was really hard for me to eat. Um, the juices were a bit, that, that was a lot, like 10 <laughs> at the beginning was really a lot, but um, they, they were so yummy. I found that, that that's the only thing I could uh, have taste uh, for, and um uh, yeah, I, I, I started to enjoy the juices first, and then I had a little, little bit of uh, the soup. Everything that was liquid uh, was okay, but uh, it, was, it was really hard to, um, to move around for me, uh, as well as I was uh, in pain again. So the the first uh, I would say the first 3 months were were very very hard like it was just bed and sleep and I didn't know really where I was what was going on it was it, it was hard to relate and I could barely see my my daughters yeah I just remember you know having like half uh eyes open and managed to be able to see my kids a bit sorry I'm getting a bit emotional but but that's what chronic mm. pain does to us I mean it blurs our vision it you know numbs our head it makes us not be able to engage in the world mm. and um and you're doing this without medication right so mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what that was like to yeah to go through those months you know of not being able to engage with your kids you're in so much pain you can't like go jump on a trampoline with them or go for a bike ride or no nothing no and yeah. plus it was in the winter where you know there's no sun it's in spring creek uh, dark <laughs> it's super dark so i felt like i was kind of hibernating as yeah. well but oliver was here and he he was next to me, and I can't thank him enough for being there for me mm-hmm. and taking care of me. And and you know what? I do have to say that Oliver is pretty special because I've had clients who've come to me where they, women, young women like yourself, um, you know, they're in their 30s and 40s. They've been diagnosed with, um, you know, terminal cancers. They've been diagnosed with stage one cancers. They've been diagnosed with these debilitating chronic illnesses. And their husbands are like, Nope, the therapy is too expensive. Oh, nope, my. I planned a family reunion in Italy. We're going to that this summer. You can start in the fall. Oh, you know, mm. nope, I'm not going to cook. Like, I need my meat and I need my this and I need my that. And, um, you know, and they actually, like, dictate to their wives, like, you know, what they can or cannot do for their health. And meanwhile, the woman's like, I read the science. I've read all the books. I've been doing the research and it works. And the husbands are still like, no, nope, we're not buying organic food. Because wow. that's another important part about the person mm-hmm. therapy. And here you are, you know, no money, um, no mm-hmm. energy to do it. And your husband actually says, you know, we are going to do this. Like mm-hmm. that is a right there, a very special person you have in your life. There's no doubt about that. No doubt at all. Yeah. No. Without him, I don't even know if I could have done it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So then um, how long were you in that state for where you're just eating, like being able to consume the juices, a little bit of the food? When did you start to get your appetite back? Uh, th- about... After two months, I think I started to like the oatmeal in mm-hmm. the morning, and I felt like I was uh, I could sit in my bed instead of being lie down all the time. So you know, it's little progress mm-hmm. at a time, but I felt like it was progressing, and 
and I heard and read a lot about healing reaction and we talked ourselves about healing reaction before I was going to do the therapy and uh, I, I remembered that at that time that if I had healing reaction that that was a good sign that was mm -hmm. a sign that my body the therapy was kicking in and that actually my body was reacting to to the therapy in a very positive uh, way so that was super hard to go through healing reaction mm -hmm. <laughs> but at the same time it was okay i'm doing it for for something right it's it's happening so i was right into it and i was willing to take the whatever pain and suffering i had to go through and because uh, all those healing reaction or it's it's like your your body is going back in time in ba back in time yeah in, in a sense that you uh, all the pain that you feel and um, y your body is reacting where you had pain before so to me it has been some places that I knew like my c-sections or uh, some operation I had in one in my knee when I fell when I was seven years old and I had the appendicitis as well when I was eight years old so I had scars to remember me uh, what happened but I, I had other pain I'm like what what why why my legs why and Oliver was here to remind me yeah you jumped over a vacuum to show off to me when I was anyway when we were working together and and yeah, I heard my leg muscles just by jumping over <laughs> vacuum and it was so much pain. But yeah, it was to remind you what you went through mm -hmm. your life and your mind is actually working with your body, right? Mm -hmm. And all that, those memories are coming back to you. And it seems like for, to me, it was when it was happening, it seemed, okay, this is the last time I'm going to feel pain in that part of that body exactly. this is in the past this is over now today is today yeah and it's a new me so i want to explain so for the people who don't understand what france might be talking about here when it comes to healing reactions um we described them a little bit earlier on but um we are i actually have my clients make a full list from zero to present day of all the injuries illnesses, accidents, traumas, everything that they have been through. Because what happens when you do the Gerson therapy, it puts your body into a regenerative state. So it means that once you have developed enough energy in the body, like this is mitochondrial energy, once your immune system gets active again, once your hormonal system starts to balance out and become active as it should be, and all the re repair mechanisms kick in. And then it goes back and it anything that didn't heal fully before starts to heal. So if you have dormant parasites, um, I have clients who start the Gerson therapy and parasites like literally worms, tapeworms, little tiny groups of like these small clumps of like, I don't even know what kind of worms. Um, I've had clients take pictures and show them to me. So, you know, it might be, I had a client who had mono um, when they were a teenager and they had their mono flare up um, as part of a healing reaction. It only lasted like 72 hours, but 
you know, we have bacteria and parasites that lay dormant in the body. But if you have um, scar tissue in your body, that scar tissue actually is a sign that you had a hyperactive immune system that wasn't able to turn off and you developed extra tissue in the place of the injury. And so your body goes in and goes, hey, I don't need that extra tissue anymore. I'm just going to repair the body. So it will dissolve scar tissue as part of the healing reaction. But the only way it can dissolve the scar tissue is if there's an acute reaction in that area again, inflammation, and then the body actually goes in and eats up and dissolves the scar tissue. So um, he, um, France was talking about, I remember her for, one of her first healing reactions was um, she couldn't walk for a couple of days. Her hamstring became inflamed and sore and painful. And it was her husband that said, yeah, don't you remember you pulled that you tore that muscle when you jumped off the <laughs> over the vacuum? Um, and so we all go through these healing reactions. I'll talk a little bit about my healing reactions because France was there to help me through <laughs> my first big healing reaction, which was not a good one. Um, <laughs> But that's what she's talking about. So your body will actually just want to go back and repair everything. I had one, um, the director of the Gerson Institute at the time, she had been in a car accident 20 years earlier. And one of her first healing reactions was that her body started to eject the glass that was still in her face. She had massive facial reconstructive surgery, but the glass was still embedded there that the doctors couldn't remove. While her body started to excrete the glass through her skin. Like, you know, we're talking, like, it seems... It's when you yeah. say magical, it is mm-hmm. truly mm-hmm. magical because it shows your body that you, you know, your body doesn't want to have foreign objects, but if it doesn't have the energy and the capacity to get it out, then you know it's just going to live in there. So mm-hmm. if you have breast implants, people, you have to be careful about doing the mm-hmm. gross. I know a lot of people are like, <laughs> ah! um, you know, if you have any like foreign implants of any kind, you do have to be mindful and we walk you through what to do to be able to manage that. So your body isn't rejecting, um, you know, like if you have shunts in your body, you actually can't do the Gerson therapy fully because it might reject the shunt and you might actually need that because of a genetic condition, um, you know, things like that. So let's get back to your story. So here you are, you're going through some healing reactions, um, which weren't pleasant. I remember you being like, oh my God, what is mm-hmm. this? But you got through them. Mm-hmm. You actually were looking for it. I remember you saying like, mm-hmm. How come I haven't had my next healing reaction? And I'm like, (laughs) you know, it is, it can be on time, on cue. Like we can almost predict when they're going to come, but sometimes they don't. And that can get people worried to be like, why isn't my body healing? (laughs) So you went through that. Mm -hmm. Um, So when were you able to get back in your kitchen yourself to actually start preparing the foods? Because I have some pretty great pictures of you in your kitchen, like super happy to be making a juice (laughs) and doing all the cooking. And at one point you were standing in your kitchen for almost like nine, 10 hours a day because you actually love cooking. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I hate it like I can't stand being in the kitchen so I remember looking at you being like oh my goodness this is like the perfect therapy for this woman she Mm -hmm. loves being in the kitchen Mm -hmm. so at what point were you able to get back in the kitchen well after three months or so I managed to go down the stairs so my bedroom is upstairs and the main floor has the kitchen and living room and to me, being able to go down the stairs was a big, huge step. And I was wow. a sign that I was on the right track again. So, yeah, I was just starting to walk around the house and being able to sit on the couch to enjoy my juice instead of the bed. And as the days go go by, um, that that's how it happened. It was a little step at the time. That's uh, what I remember from the therapy. It's very little steps, but it goes forward. And every day is a new day. It's really one day at a time that you have to take it. And you did, ne- you, did you want to give up at any point? Were you like, this is ever. not happening fast enough? Ever. No, because you were seeing progress a little bit every day. And you just decided that this was what was going to get you there. Yeah, and you know, I was relating to the fact that I wasn't well before anyway. 
So if I'm not going to be well, or I may as well be in a state of uh, uh, like healing or doing something for my body, right? Because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know any way to... I, I tried other therapy, as I said, but it, it wasn't deep enough. But I had such a good feeling about the Gerson therapy, mm-hmm. being able to cure absolutely everything that I had going on for years and years. Yeah, it wasn't just the endometriosis That's at right. this point. You knew that this is a whole body therapy mm-hmm. that is, it, it's not a specific therapy. And people need to understand that because people go, well, she did it for her endometriosis, but I've got type 2 diabetes. And no. this other person has, you know, uh, Crohn's disease. And this other person has heart disease. It's not going to work for them. It's only an endo- It's not just an endometriosis therapy. It no. is a chronic disease therapy that goes in and it actually stimulates your own body's healing mechanisms to self-repair, to heal on its own. So it's giving the body the nutrients that it needs, gets rid of the toxins that are getting in the way of your healing, and then that stimulates your body to heal everything. So it will not just heal the endometriosis. Like if you had Mm -hmm. acne and Crohn's disease, all of it would heal simultaneously. Yeah, and to me that was so inspiring, so magical, like just... It's it's something I never had before, as I said earlier, because I always had little troubles with my own body. But hoping that one day I can be really healthy, which I didn't really know what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that that's that that was super inspiring, and especially when I ha- I had kids and in this toxic world where everybody gets so sick around us and. So you, like, yet the therapy was for me so much more that just for me, I was doing this for my daughters. I was Mm -hmm. doing this for Oliver, for for, for all you guys that are listening today, for anybody that wants to come to me and talk about it. Like, uh, I I really hope to be an inspiration for many people. And uh, I, yeah, it's, it's just so amazing. You know, you were an inspiration for me because it is one of those things that when um, I teach this to clients, like I never know if the clients are going to follow through with it and do it Mm -hmm. because it's hard work. You Mm -hmm. know, they have to um, look at their entire life, um, you know, look at their relationships that they have, who's going to support them. You you really do need a caregiver when you're doing Mm -hmm. this therapy. You need someone who's going to help you when you're going through those healing reactions to cook the food, do the juicing, make sure you're still sticking with your coffee enemas. Um, it's, It's really important. And if you don't have a support system, it is tough. I definitely have clients who've done it on their own and they've succeeded and reversed their disease. But I mean, it's tough. So you had everything lined up in this way, minus the money and minus the energy to do it yourself, obviously. Mm -hmm. But so you are an inspiration to me because when people come to me and they're like, I don't have to get any more surgeries. My doctor canceled my hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. My doctor canceled my gallbladder disease removal or gallbladder removal because my gallbladder is fully healed. When um, they, when I had one client come to me and she's like, the radiologist just said my liver mass has shrunk from 9.6 centimeters to 4.2 mm-hmm. centimeters. I am amazed and not mm-hmm. amazed by the fact that the disease reversed. I'm amazed that you decided to do it. I'm amazed that you actually did it day in and day out because I know how hard it is, but that you put your health first above all else. Like you even put it above your daughters Mm -hmm. because you wouldn't, if you didn't have this and have your health, then what kind of mother can you even be to your daughters? Like you were pretty much bedridden by this point. Mm -hmm. So 
to me, that is what is so truly inspiring. So you've inspired me, but I know your story um, has helped so many people. I know that there's people in this community oh, who like even just tried the coffee enemas and tried juicing mm-hmm. and tried, you know, cutting out the processed food because of your story already. You already shared it in, at a different events. So now you're back in your kitchen and mm-hmm. um, how helpful were the coffee enemas? Because people I know they have issues with the coffee enema. Um, and did you notice a direct, um, you know, a direct response to doing the coffee enemas when you were doing this therapy? Yeah, and I actually started coffee enemas before the therapy. So I was uh, familiar with them. I read about how magical they were, and I love magic. <laughs> um, so I was very inspired by coffee enemas already before so when uh, they were in a Gerson therapy I wasn't I I wasn't scared at all I had no issues at all doing them and the coffee enemas are very addicting just like coffee (laughs) (laughs) seriously I still do them every day because I still to me uh, feel like my body works more and I want to prevent even more I want to take care of myself uh, that way that's how I feel about it so I still do my coffee enemas absolutely every day that's uh, yeah now I love that you brought up the word addictive because Mm -hmm. I mean we live in a society where we're addicted to so many things we're addicted to processed food we can't get off the processed sugar Mm -hmm. um, the taste of salt which you know it's the only thing we can taste nowadays Mm -hmm. in most food that we eat when we eat out except if you're eating at the green mustache Mm -hmm. um, where we don't use any sodium Um, you know the fats like our brain lights up when we get this like high Mm -hmm. energy fat but you know that refined fat is not good for us it creates disease so when you say you're addicted to the coffee enemas Mm -hmm. one thing I want people to understand is that um, the coffee enemas are not there to clean out your intestines like a high colonic is or another type of enema like a hot high and heavy enema Um, they're actually there to stimulate your liver and to help the liver detoxify and so when you say you're addicted to the coffee enemas like are you getting a high off of it or are you what are you addicted to when you say that you're addicted to them yeah you actually uh, uh, make grounds me Um, I have less brain fog I feel myself and I, I, I deep down I feel that you know when I went through the Gerson therapy the Gers- I, I, as I was saying I'm so thankful that I went through this and I went through a lot in my life but the Gerson, Gerson therapy is really something that was for me just me mm-hmm. and I lived it just me I had people around me helping me, but living the, th- the therapy itself was just me and the therapy. So when I still d- see myself doing my coffee enemas, I feel like I want to be uh, closer. I want still to relate to the Gerson therapy, which would, it's like it gave me birth. Mm. Yeah, I, I re, it was yeah rebirth for for me, and I feel very connected to to this, and I feel like I still want to commit to that person that when I committed to the Gerson therapy and to be back on my feet mm-hmm. and be strong. So it makes me feel strong, and that's what I'm addicted to. Actually, uh, you're addicted. Yeah. 
to giving to yourself. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Because it takes about, you know, once you get efficient at putting it all together, I mean, it's a 20 minute process for sure. Like, you know, you have to, mm-hmm. you know, warm up the coffee or you have to make it and then mm-hmm. you have to go into the bathroom and then you lay there on your right hand side for, you know, 12 minutes and then there's a cleanup afterwards. So it's, a, it's you know, probably mm-hmm. more like a good half an hour chunk of your day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you read or what do you do when you're doing your coffee? Animal? What do you do in that time? Do you just sit there and meditate? I listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I listen to you, you on YouTube. I listen to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love music, and that's and that's my own moment as well. It's yeah. just me and the kids know they can enter and get the brush, but get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> that, it's your time. This is my time, and yeah. they know it and. I love it. Too. What I loved so, about being in the neighborhood with you is that my kids would run outside and, <laughs> and I'd be like, where's your mom? She's doing a coffee enema. Can I come over and play? Or my kids would be like, my mom's doing a coffee enema. Can I come over? You know, like it was just hilarious. The kids are running. I think at one yeah. point I had like four or five people in the community all doing Kirsten therapy at one point. <laughs> so all these like moms and dads doing coffee enemas. It was it was pretty interesting and just in our yeah. little tiny neighborhood. So like night okay so where you are right now so you did this for 18 months like Mm -hmm. that is a long time like it really is a rebirth because now you have really gone through like a full cycle of replenishing and repairing and um and re and duplicating like every cell in your body Mm -hmm. right your um fat cells like you were never a big person you were tiny to begin with like a muscular Mm -hmm. like you you look like a Mm -hmm. typical whistler athlete like you've got cut muscles Mm -hmm. um you have like this perfect flat stomach even after having two kids well i'd say pretty you know pretty flat pretty perfect you know in all of these ways and however way you want to define perfect Mm -hmm. but you know you you're a muscular being um, and you, you look like a strong woman. And so that was pretty cool, too, to see you go through the Gerson therapy because you don't get to exercise when you're doing the Gerson therapy. No. Um, there is, you know, you have to conserve your energy that you would normally put into exercising um, and you conserve it for repairing the body. So you get to do yoga. You get to do some Tai Chi or Qigong. There's some gentle walking. But yeah. even that, like you couldn't walk very far when you were doing the therapy. No, no. And, and I wanted to keep some of that energy to be able to juice, actually, or even try to make my own soups, right? I, I yeah. wanted to be part of it. Yeah. Now that I had a little bit of energy, I wanted to be able to make my own soup. And t- yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you need to conserve that energy. And so, yeah. but I mean, working in the kitchen, it's a lot of work. Yeah, so it's not it like is. you weren't exercising. But at the end, um, mm. you know, to me physically, like when I looked at you and looked at your body, it hadn't changed much in that time. Um, you know, you were still look like you're about the same size, but you you know, definitely strength-wise, you're a bit weaker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So much. And how long did it take you to get your strength back afterwards? Um, I said a year. A year to get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had clients who said, there's no way I'm doing this if I can't exercise. And I'm like, uh, you're dying of a disease yeah. and, you know, you don't want to give up skiing and snowmobiling and wow. running to, and they don't, they're just like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this. And so they choose to stay on their meds, get the surgeries, do all of that. And which is fine because I mm-hmm. get that exercise mm-hmm. is really, really important to people. Um, but you know, you chose to, and exercise is important to you as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I've always been fed and exercising all my life. So, yeah. but you know, I, I, I know every disease is different but to me i just couldn't like i didn't have the energy to do it yeah like so just, for your case it was like sorry you're not well, exercising anyway there's no way i want to anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So you took a year and a half out of your life, um, plus Mm -hmm. whatever the disease caused you, Mm -hmm. like the time it took away from you earlier. Um, And then afterwards, I mean, you went back into gaining your energy. I remember the time when you came over and asked to borrow our bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, for sure. Take my bikes. No big deal. Like mm-hmm. everybody in Whistler rides bikes. Didn't think anything of it. And you went out for a few <laughs> hours with your daughters and you came back and, you know, to return the bikes and you're crying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, what happened? Like, did one of the kids get hurt? Did you get hurt? Like what's going on? And for you having the energy back to be able to go on a bike ride was like such an important moment. And I Mm -hmm. only realized in that moment how debilitating endometriosis was, like how much it had taken from you. Um, The fact that you couldn't even go for a bike ride with your kids. Like I I didn't even know the extent of how bad your endometriosis was, like because it's something it's not easy to monitor from Mm -hmm. lab results, even though I'd looked at your blood work. I known you had gone through that first surgery. but, you know, endometriosis is so debilitating. And I just met a woman in our juice bar the other day. I walked in and, you know, she was just sitting there and we have the green mustache. It's not just a juice bar. We actually sell like, you know, 80% food and 20% juices and smoothies. And she's sitting there eating her meal. And, you know, I just think nothing of it, like happy that you're there eating a healthy meal. And she went up and she grabbed our book that just got published this year, Eat Real to Heal. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, you know, did you write this? And I said, yes, I did. And she just started crying. And I was like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? And she's like, you know, this book changed my life. It actually saved my life. And I was like, how is that possible? You know, like I, we put the book out there for people to learn. But she said, um, you know, I had endometriosis since I was 14 years old. Mm. And she was 20, I think she's 21 or 22 right now. Wow. And um, she did everything I you know, say to do in the book, you know, she pretty much did a moderate version of the Gerson therapy, which is only three juices you know, and she hadn't even started the supplements. Uh, She hadn't even started the coffee enemas, but just three juices in the food. It took her three weeks to get off her endometriosis medications. And it was the first time in, since she was 14 years old, that she wasn't in pain and the pain that she had had to live with. And she wasn't crying that she had actually healed Mm -hmm. herself. I was crying because of the fact that she just did what the book said and managed to get these results. But she was crying because she had believed what her doctors had said. She, they had said, you are going to live with this disease for the rest of your life. You are going to be on medications for the rest of your life. You are going to need surgery for the rest of your life to manage this disease. And that is what she was crying about, the fact that she had no idea that there was another way until she read our book, until she walked into the green mustache. So, you know, so for what you went through, you know, it was a year and a half Um, of doing the therapy a year to get your stamina back, you know, Mm -hmm. your muscles back to where they were. But um, that is two and a half years of your life. But at the end of the day, what would your life have been like if you had not done it? Can you even, I mean, that's 20, hindsight is 2020, they say, but, um, you know, Mm. what would your life look like, do you think, if you hadn't Mm. decided to take your health into your own hands? Um, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't, in in the sense that, I, I I would be in pain. I wouldn't be myself. I wouldn't I wouldn't be happy. I would I don't. I, no, that would be so bad. Or unless I would have found maybe something else, because there there there's lots going on out there. There's mm-hmm. lots. We talk a, a lot about natural therapies, and it it seems like it's coming back. There's a an, another connection uh, to natural healing that is coming back for sure. Yeah. Um, so I may have tried something else, and I may have uh, do something else to 
to try to go out of this, but you would have kept on looking. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, but w- will will I have managed to? To go through it, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it becomes mm-hmm. a race against the clock, right? Because mm-hmm. you can still keep trying and looking for alternative therapies that are going to heal you. So, you know, when we say alternative therapies, we're just talking about mm-hmm. no surgery, no ke- like exactly. pharmaceutical meds, if you can, you know, do that. And phar- so pharmaceutical meds are so important when you don't have any other options. Surgery mm-hmm. is so important when you don't have any other options and if you're not looking for those other options. But you were, and it's the one thing we teach in our program is how to build a whole health team. So get a traditional Chinese medicine doctor, get a TCM on your team, get an acupuncturist on your team, get a nutritionist on your team, a chiropractor, a massage therapist, um, get, you know, and even if you, even if they're just friends of yours, like go to them and be like, hey, what can I do? What can I learn about my condition? What can I learn about the human body and its ability to heal itself from all of these different angles? There's cranial sacral therapy, there's reflexology, there's grounding, there's yoga, there's meditation, there is hormone um, therapy that's really from natural remedies, there's plant medicine, there's ayahuasca, there is um, mushroom, you know, (laughs) plant-based mushrooms. Um, There are I mean, there's so many therapies out there. Um, There's tuning, you know, there's light therapy. Like there's so many different things and people get healing from so many different ways. But what you have to ask yourself, and would you agree, friends, is that sometimes you're up against a clock. Yes, yes, totally. And and if it's your time, if it's your energy, or like I I got sick of trying, Mm -hmm. you know, when I before we met or when we met, I was still trying this and trying that, and oh yeah, I heard of this and I heard of that, and it was so tiring. And yeah, and it's super expensive too. It yeah. adds up very quickly. So that's why I'm here to talk about, that. and I really want to express how I feel about the growth and therapy in the sense that it is, it it, it works, and it's so much more than the, just a therapy as well. Uh, I mean it. It he he grounded me. He made me closer, even more to nature. He mm. brought me closer to my to to my beliefs. He got me closer um, to even some things I didn't expect to, and uh, I I learned so much about natural healing as well. It's education. I learned about myself. And I learn how to live more simply. Um, mm-hmm. c- c- cooking is very not that difficult. You, you the soup. You just put some vegetables in water. You let it uh, sim, and then it's it's ready. <laughs> yeah. I mean, potatoes. You can just put them in the oven, and that's it. Like there's, it's actually super simple to eat healthy, and. And now I see it as a chance of eating organic, fresh, alive food. And, yeah. you know, I, uh, I feel so lucky. Like when I look at some other part of the world, like they, they don't have that chance. So in a way, I feel so lucky that I have to eat organic yeah. <laughs> and I have to take care of myself. And my my personal challenge with my health is actually to keep it on the same level. And I try to have some not organic milk 
almond chocolate. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and how did that go? Mm, I, I, I don't feel good. I feel dizzy after after that, uh, mm-hmm. especially if when I eat too much. If I eat one square like every month, well, okay, maybe. Yeah. But as long as it doesn't come back as a routine, yeah. as long as I eat a lot like i'm gonna crave if i eat some chocolate i'm gonna crave a green juice afterwards, afterwards yeah. anyway and it seems like my body is has the control over my mind sometimes like yeah. no give me that phone you gotta crave it right yeah so um so i tried and it's not it's not working and uh always if i eat after i ate that piece of chocolate and i don't feel good i'm like what you're doing like you just spend so many uh, months of your life and I still pa- spend a lot of time uh, trying to convince myself or others that it is the right way of doing it. Mm-hmm. So I just commit to it and, and, and I do it. So And that's the thing is that, um, you know, there's all these people who are proponent of things in moderation. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that, you know what, eating romaine lettuce, tomatoes, carrots, beets, potatoes, squashes in moderation is wonderful. Uh, When it comes to trying to eat chips, pop, uh, you know, meat that's smothered in barbecue sauce off of a bar, France's Mm. face is cringing there. Um, You know, when it comes to eating chocolate, processed chocolate, when it comes to eating things that are refined and made with these synthetic refined sugars, fats, and oils, um, we can't do it in moderation because that's when our um, our brain flares up. It's like a drug and it becomes an addiction. And then all of a sudden you need to override this addiction. So really when we talk about eating things in moderation, we're like talking about having a really incredible, well-balanced um, diet of whole foods. And I know, France, for you, like after you, um, or even near the end of the Gerson therapy, uh, you were working with Catherine Alexander out mm-hmm. of Australia, who's been a Gerson practitioner for over 30 years. She's an incredible woman. She's a biochemist. She's a naturopath. She's so well versed in how the body heals and repairs itself. Um, she's my mentor and teacher um, on so many levels. And I thank you, Alexander, for being in the world if you do get a chance to listen to this. Um, But, you know, she said, you know, she felt like your body, because your body didn't process beans very well, so she thought, you know, you needed a bit more of a complex amino acid, um, so what other people will think about is protein. Mm -hmm. And so she recommended chicken for you, which for some people, you know, if they can be on the full whole-based, plant-based vegan version of the Gerson therapy, that's great. But if they can't, you know, she might introduce um, some eggs for the albumin and other things that are in eggs that are not available in other foods um and so so chicken was part of your program near the end a little bit but was it like mounds of chicken or how much chicken like it was quite a little bit yeah 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 like four or five bites of chicken and every other day was fine yeah uh so not a not a big amount and this is what what i'm still doing just a a little bit of chicken that's the only meat and you barbecue it and put you know oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah with aluminium yeah with lots of salt yeah so it i mean you're basically steaming it or baking it or Mm -hmm. um really really like just cooking it with still the gerson principles um and eating it that way so um so 
Um, so how is life now in your world, in your kitchen post-Gerson? That's the part that I want to talk about. So we're going to do that after this break, um, and then we're going to come back and talk about that. And then I want to know, um, what advice would you give to people um, if they are, are diagnosed with chronic disease? And, you know, just so what are some of the things that you can do to get started? So we'll come back to that um, after this break. We are bra- back with France Fauchot. And I'm probably not doing your last name justice. My husband is from Quebec, and I can't even say his first name, Pierre, very well. So um, forgive me on that. But um, so France, from France. Um, nobody's ever made that joke before, I'm sure. Um, so one of the things that you mentioned um, is the fact that you feel like you hold the key to health. Um, as a result of doing the Gerson therapy and everything that you have come to learn. I mean, you tried all, many alternative therapies. Then you did the Gerson therapy where at the end of the day, it's food as medicine. Um, and a lot of scientific practitioners are now just discovering what you've discovered is that diet, you know, the food that you put into your body three times a day plus all those snacks really is responsible for about 90% of your health. Would you agree with that? Yes. And so what the other 10%, when you say you hold the key to health, you've also been on this incredible journey post-Gerson therapy after doing the Gerson therapy for 18 months. What are some of those things that you've discovered? Um, I really really wanted to uh, work on my mental health as well. And because um, to me, when I, when I relate to all this, uh, I always, I'm, I'm easy to stress out and we live in stress life. So... Stress plays a big part of this as well. Uh, even though I, I know that food can stress the body out as well, because I, I had a lot of food intolerance. And so when, when I think back, like if I would have, when I was eating uh, dairies, like I could feel like my muscles right away tightening and I felt foggy right away and I felt very moody like I could snap anything so when I relate to that I'm like well if you know if food can give me make me feel so bad then of course it can make me feel so good uh that works the other way um and I always loved food anyway um but uh when when I think uh, about all all this, my it, it's really important to work on my mind and to 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 breathe. I realized that, uh, from what I understood with Dr. Vax Gerson, that we need lots of oxygen, which is uh, the, all the juices have and all the life would have lots of oxygen. So uh, I started to believe that oxygen was really kind of number one in the body uh, to keep it healthy and breathing properly was just so basic and it was just a part of something that I really wanted to connect with. So I started to breathe or do a bit of Qigong, but uh, yoga as well. I always loved yoga. and But I, I, I felt like it had to have had some big movement in yoga first I, like I, I, I always felt new to yoga because uh, I just always did some yoga but then I would give up then I would do yoga I would give up and I was al- I was always coming back to what I knew but then I started to explore more and I read about restorative yoga and even uh, uh, some super gentle yoga 
and prana yoga and all the yin yoga and he felt I felt amazing. I felt so connected with it. You just need to move super slowly in different poses and you breathe at the same times. And I felt like it was the the other 10% or whatever person was missing from my diet. Mm. Breathing properly and being able to, to, to stretch and and meditation as well it and to me the, the restorative yoga do it the the three of them a bit breathing and then uh focusing so my mind is just with myself and so to me yoga really works i, I love it and a lot of people think when they think about yoga so i mean some people think it's a cult you know, at yeah. the end of the day, it is, you're stretching people. It's like Gerson. People think like Gerson, some quacky, weird therapy. At the end of the day, you're putting, yeah, it's common sense. You're putting nutrients in your body and you're flushing toxins out. Like, you know, it's the basic principles of nature. It's what trees do. They breathe in oxygen, um, you know, or carbon dioxide. They breathe out oxygen. Oxygen is a waste product. It's detoxifying. Mm -hmm. It does the same thing in its root systems. Every animal on the planet takes in nutrients, gets rid of toxins. Um, We've managed to slow those processes down in our bodies um, because we don't breathe well, we don't move well, and we don't move enough, um, and we don't eat um, life-giving food from the fruits and vegetables and whole foods. So here you found yoga. And now are you, you know, rushing out to get to yoga class every day, trying to get there on time, or are you practicing at home as well? Well, I practice at home, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, I Google a lot until I found someone that I really love. And Thank you, Google. <laughs> you google again <laughs> and um yeah so uh, when she, when that lady speaks or when i watched to her uh yoga lessons i just feel so connected and my body as well it just feels so good and i do it at least 10 minutes a day this is the i don't go to bed and uh, I don't do my 10 minutes yoga, whether it's super slow. Even if I do two pauses in 10 minutes, it, it's all good. I felt like I just went on my mat and I'm in peace, peace with myself, right? Because otherwise, if I go to bed, I don't know, done my yoga and yeah. I feel really bad about myself. And that's not a good night's sleep for me right there. So that's a really yeah. good tip for people. Um, there's a wonderful book that uh, is just coming out or has just come out called Atomic Habits. And I definitely want to get the author on to uh, the Eat Real Tail podcast because so much about adopting the Gerson therapy or engaging in yoga and breath work or meditation. It, you know, people think that they have to go out of their way, buy all the yoga clothes, yeah, get the expensive mats, <laughs> buy the gym membership. <laughs> and show, yeah. yeah, and it's it, you can do it out of your own home. And in fact, every yoga instructor knows you know what, you just show up on the mat every single day, whether it's in your hotel, tiny hotel room, you know, while you're traveling or whether it's on your porch, on your backyard or in your tiny little living room, it doesn't matter. No. You just get on the mat. And the other thing that he says in uh, Atomic Habits is that just do it, show up for two minutes. I want you to just show up on your mat and do yoga for two minutes. And what happens is you develop the habit of doing it. Mm -hmm. And then once you do it for two minutes, I mean, you're going to do it for 10 minutes and probably an hour. And then you're not beating yourself up, you know, being like, why didn't I do it? And you know what? And if you didn't do it today, then you show up tomorrow. You Mm -hmm. just like same with Gerson. If you have one bad day where you're like, you just can't, haven't found that why yet. And that keeps you on it in a strict way. If you 
get off of it for one day, you know what, the next day you get a whole nother meal where you get to do it right. You don't have to beat yourself up and throw everything out the window and be like, that's it. I'm going to start again next year on January 1st. You Mm -hmm. know, you just get back on and you start doing it. And once you show up on that mat, it forces you to breathe the thing that we've forgotten how to do. I mean, our breath, our pranayama is our life force. And so you get to show up and you not only just stretch your body, that's what yoga is. You're stretching and breathing and you're focusing and quieting the mind. So you're doing your meditation as well, which is Mm -hmm. what I love about it. And I know that you have spoken so highly of that practice and that is incredible that you show up for yourself and your daughters do it with you. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll homeschool uh, my youngest and we do yoga as well. Uh, yeah, I, I love the. Sometimes, like she talks with other people, and she says that she do, does yoga, and then she gets all those questions. Oh, so you know how to do down dog? And she's like, Yeah, what's, what is mountain pose? And so she does it, and I, I, I love it. Yeah, it's funny how <laughs> you when you're homeschooling, yeah. people want to test your kids and be like, Are yeah. you really learning? Um, yeah. <laughs> and so you're essentially instilling that love of learning and lifelong learning into your daughter as well by um, being able to homeschool her. And I know that you do have a desire to homeschool your oldest daughter as well. I do very strongly yes yeah but she's at the Waldorf school and I mean if Mm -hmm. she can't be homeschooled I mean it's it's the next best option right yeah Mm -hmm. I agree too because I am in the same boat Uh, (laughs) I wrote my master's thesis on unschooling and de-schooling for a better society and a society that's more connected to our um, ecology and our environment and nature and I my kids unfortunately love going to school so (laughs) which is great so I mean they have the most incredible teachers at Waldorf um France where are you now with your endometriosis? Like, do you tell people that you're cured? Do you say that it's reversed? What's the language you use around your endometriosis? And what are you feeling every day around this chronic illness that the doctor said you're going to live with for the rest of your life? Uh, I would always answer that the endometriosis is in the past. Hmm. And it's, it's gone. I say it's gone. I, I, don't, I don't use those words like heal, cured. Or, uh, I just like to say that it, it's over. And um, I don't think it will come back because I'm taking care of myself a lot and I don't feel that it's near me if it's going to come back. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have energy? It's been four years. Yeah. It's it's been been four years. Yeah, it's been four years and I feel, you know what, it it seems like every year... I feel even better. <laughs> yeah. So I felt excellent at the end of the therapy, but then, because it brought so much to me, it's it was really more about food. Like I connect so much, I understood so much more about, you know, just souls of farmers or food or toxins what is around us what is not around us what do we need as humans what do we want you know uh, I understood so much more and I felt like I I I just grew out of it like so much and um, I, I, I love my daughters and they are growing they are growing so fast and they are 8 and 12 now. So they are at the age where they they do remember what happened to me and they do understand and they do see that I went through something super big for me and that I'm here, that I'm alive, that I'm healthy, that I'm here for them 
all the time because I've got the chance to be able to be home, mom at home and homeschool my daughter. And I'm here for my other daughter all the time because Oliver works, uh, mm -hmm. he has the business. So uh, I've got the chance of doing this super fully. And I, uh, I've decided to live with it in the sense that I talk to what happened to me, to my daughters, and I still have my castle, I do my juices. If one of my daughters have, have a cold, I'm gonna do those uh, like little like flu shot that they, we call them yeah. like with garlic, honey, and with natural food yeah, and medicine. And, and yeah. yeah, that's right. And, and they feel better right away. I've got some. I made some elderberry syrup. I make them a good carrot apple juice. Or if uh, we've got some other vegetables, they create their own juice. And or if I feel a bit tired one day, they're like, "Oh, mommy, you need a juice." And, mm -hmm. I, and then they go into the juicer. They make me a juice. Uh, and they have a great uh, relationship with food as well. We eat organic. Um, we we do eat very well. My my kids don't eat any candies. We don't celebrate Halloween. We they, they had a bit of dark chocolate for Christmas. Yeah. You know, organic uh, and 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 I love it. Like I feel I feel so lucky having those kids following me as well. Yeah. And but I, I do believe they got inspired by what I went through at the right time. Yeah. And uh, with the Gerson therapy, yeah, I still have a castle. They see me doing my coffee enemas every morning. And they know that one day it's going to be their turn uh, they, they, they by themselves. Or when they have a little something, I always teach them, okay, well, you've got uh, a little boo-boo. Why don't you put some clay? Clay is amazing as well. And yeah. uh, Castrol is always the one I refer to if you have a... Anything, Gasol, is is just magic. Yeah. yeah, you can take it internally. You can put it it's externally as a pack. Yeah. Ex exactly. Yeah. yeah. And in our so book, we explain you know how and when to use the clay and how and when to use the castor oil depending right. on your illnesses. And you know, people might think of this as folk medicine, but it's actually. It's it's real medicine. It's coming from you mm -hmm. know the castor oil bean. It's it's clay comes from the earth. It's chocked full of so many minerals. It's magnetizing. It does so many different things, but unless you try it. You know, you have to try it for yourself. And um, there's not a lot of um, the, the side effects, you know, from doing these exactly. things are usually just healing and health yeah. as a result. So, or you know, nothing. Or I mean, nothing. Yeah. You might not might feel not something. Work. Yeah. Exactly. So you find something else that's going to work. Yeah. Um, these tools that you're giving to your daughters, I think, are priceless. They're life-saving. They're life-giving. Um, and they're the types of things that, you know, if they're not going to learn it from us, then we're going to have to hope that they stumble on it somewhere in the future, that they're sitting in a park somewhere yeah. holding a book and they meet somebody who's going to say, hey, you know what? Why not just give it a shot? Give it a try. Because what have you got to lose besides your life yeah. at the end of the day? So are you? T did you have to get surgery again after since starting the Kirsten therapy? No, ever. Are you on any drugs for your endometriosis? At all. Okay, I just asked that because I have mm -hmm. people who will, I mm -hmm. know are going to write in and be like, well, how does she know it's in the past? And um, <laughs> and I've had those comments before. You know, how does she know? Like, you're saying it's cured and you shouldn't say things like that. And, um, but and there are signs. There when are you, signs. Yeah, the yeah, coming to you when you have endometriosis. There are signs, yeah, obvious signs. Yeah, and I don't happy. have anything at all. I actually have 
my hormones have been more level than when I was at 16 or 18, 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I love your comment about how you, you know, every year you just feel like you're getting better and better. And not a lot of people can say that because are you 44? 40? Uh, 45 soon. 45 soon. <laughs> and um, not a lot of people can say that at this time because a lot of women at this age are starting to feel worse. They're, you yeah. know, they're getting crazy periods and missing periods or getting three of them in a month and, you know, all of those different things. And here you are saying that you're feeling better every year. And mm-hmm. I have to say that for, that happens to my clients. And I have a client from 10 years ago. She had cervical cancer. She had um, depression, severe depression, panic attacks, anxiety, um, mm-hmm. cervical cancer. Um, oh my gosh, she had everything. And every year that I would see her after doing the Gerson therapy, and she only did a moderate version of the Gerson therapy. It was like three juices a day, the supplements, the wow. coffee enemas, and all the food. And um, every year I'd see her, she'd be like, oh my God, I thought I was feeling great last year, but I am like feeling a hundred times better. And so every year she'd say this, and I'd be looking at her being like, what? Oh, yeah. um, how is that possible? But it was the same things that you say, you know, it's that self-discovery. It's realizing, exactly. you know, saying yes more to the things that work for you and saying no more often to the things that don't work for you. Focus. Discovering. Yeah. yeah, it's discovering yourself. And when you do that, you conserve energy because you're not battling yourself in this world, yeah. right? You're only giving yourself the things that are going to make um, life more efficient and easy exactly. and because we are in a stressed world mm-hmm. and we're always going to have stressors but our body becomes resilient and ma- knows how to manage those stresses better and knows how to also be like no I don't need that in my life I'm going to take in more of the stuff that's working and yep. so I think that that's amazing that you touched on that so France to end this podcast what are you know some tips that you would give to people who are faced with endometriosis today, they get that diagnosis today, what would, what are some piece of his, pieces of advice that you would give them, um, you know, before they accept surgery and medication as their, their fate? Mm, I, w- I would, um, I would, I would say that the best is really to look at yourself and figure out what you want. Mm. Um, have a look at your life and just just see where are you now? What what do you want to become? Would would you feel like doing? And if if you want to be healthy, if you want to do something right right for you, and having something that is gonna bring you so much more than just food um yeah i would say that the gerson therapy is is really uh my advice because it's it's just so simple i just deep deep down as humans we'll i I believe we all need to go back to basic and Mm -hmm. really resource ourselves go back to simple living, go back to humans as we are, loving, simple people. All we, f- all we need basically is food, clothing, shelter, and friends, love, and uh, doing the Gerson therapy. Like myself, I know this, the, the Gerson therapy brought this to me. It mm-hmm. grounded me so so much and uh, the, the yeah 
that I would deeply advise the Gerson therapy in that way. Uh, and it's not that hard afterwards when you think about all the years that you're going to be free of disease, you're going to be free of all the stress you had when you were sick, all you're going to be able to put all the past behind you and really look at each day like it's different, like you really yourself for mm -hmm. once. And yeah, that's... Uh, Those are good pieces of advice. Decide what you really want in life. Yeah. What do you want for yourself? What but, do you see yeah. yourself as? And then just try it. Just try just the Gerson try therapy. Because what have you got to lose at this point? If it doesn't work, you know what? You still have surgery and medications as a backup, um, mm -hmm. which is quite wonderful. Those are good pieces of advice, friends. So I want to thank you for being on our podcast, on the Eat Real to Heal podcast. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you because, like I said, uh, you are a true inspiration to me because I had to do the Gerson therapy um, in the end when I hit my rock bottom. I wasn't uh, eating the good food that I would make myself. I was highly stressed um, as a result of opening up our first two restaurants. Um, I had three babies on my hip. I was running around like a yahoo, like a chicken with my head cut off, as they say. Um, and I wasn't taking care of my body, wasn't sleeping. Um, my doctors prepared me for a heart attack. Um, my inflammation was through the roof that I couldn't even hold my babies on my lap. And that was my rock bottom when I couldn't even have my babies touch me because it hurt my skin too much. My inflammation was chronic and acute all at the same time. So I had to do the Gerson therapy and this was after France was winding off the Gerson therapy mm -hmm. um, and I remember you showed up uh, in the middle of a healing reaction where I actually at that point the pain was so bad and uh, I had thought you know if there was a gun in the room I might have used it on myself because I just couldn't handle that type of pain anymore um, and you came over and Pierre I think had mentioned like hey Nikki's not doing so well go see her mm -hmm. she's going through this healing reaction that she coaches her clients through and you came over and I just started crying um, so hard because I really saw all that you had gone through in those 18 months of doing the Gerson therapy and the strength that it took. And I was only six days in. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, wow, but that forever changed me. Um, I did the Gerson therapy. I fully healed myself. My inflammatory markers were back to normal within three to six days. My heart palpitations had stopped. I stopped waking up in the middle of the night with these crazy sweats. Um, my uh, Everything went back to normal. And I've never felt um, so good as I did in that time when I did the Gerson therapy. So I thank you for being there for me when I did that. Uh, thank you for being a real inspiration. Um, and thanks for inspiring all the people um, that are going to hear this podcast and that will... Uh, be motivated by your story, be motivated by your strength. They're going to be motivated by the love that you have for your family. But I think most importantly, they're going to be motivated by the love that you gave to yourself. Hmm. Um, so thanks for being here today, friends. I'm sure we're going to do more podcasts together in the future because there's so much more of the story that's still hmm. um, there to share. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you, Nikki, for letting me be able to, to talk and share my story because uh, yeah, I really do believe I hold the key to uh, to health and to help to protect and help my my daughters or the one that I love that are willing to to listen. So uh, yeah, it's it's a great learning. So yeah. so much. It's a journey. So it's a big journey. Yeah. yeah. 
So peace and love and happiness and health to everyone out there who is listening. Thanks for being with us on the Eat Real to Heal podcast. We will see you for the next one. I hope you enjoyed that podcast with France, learning about her healing journey and reversing endometriosis that had left her debilitated years and years ago. And, you know, France, she is, you know, she's homeschooling her daughters. Um, She is self-taught. This is the part that I love most about her is that she just didn't sit back and say, you know what, I'm just going to follow the doctor's orders and get the surgery every six months and take the drugs. She actually said, you know what, I'm going to start doing research. She has such a curious nature. She believes in the power of nature and plants to heal. And that is the first step that we need to realize we need to start knowing, believing, embracing the fact that For thousands and millions of years, plants have been our medicine. And France believed that. So that's why she was able to open up the books, open up the internet, start doing research, start asking questions, ordering books, reading them until she arrived at the Gerson therapy. And it made complete sense to her. And then the second thing that's so important about France, not that she's just self-taught, but it's that she made a decision. She just didn't sit back and question and say, you know, will this work? I don't know. I don't, you know, some people say it works. Some people say, say that it doesn't. What she just decided to do was to try. At the end of the day, it's eating real food, clean food, not imitation packaged processed food. So what have you got to lose? If she had tried it and it didn't work, then you know what? She can always resort to the meds and the surgery. But she tried, she did it, and immediately got results and saw that it worked. And now this is her lifestyle for the rest of her life which really needs to be the lifestyle for all of us because we are natural beings that are meant to eat real food, not the refined stuff that's made by companies that don't care about your health, but you know, the companies that really just care about putting clean food into your body. And ultimately, you know who that is? We all know who that is. Those are the farmers. They are our true heroes, the ones that aren't spraying the crops, but the ones that are, you know, planting heirloom seeds and the ones that are planting a diversity, a plethora of gorgeous foods that fruits, vegetables, berries, herbs, root vegetables, grains, all of those wonderful foods that nutrify our body, that nutrify our soil, and that are doing it and regenerating the soil as well. Those are the true food manufacturers, not the people who are taking those foods, denaturing them, adding the synthetic compounds and turning them into cereals and breads and, and granola bars and, you know, packaged, you know, TV dinners and telling us that those are healthy and good for us with all of their marketing slogans and their labels. Because at the end of the day, if it's packaged, processed, refined, our bodies do not know what to do with it except for breakdown and eventually create disease in the body. So I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Endometriosis is something that affects millions of women. It's a debilitating disease. It's painful. You have no idea what these women are going through who live with this disease when they don't know that they can simply turn to food as medicine and get their body regenerating, healing, stopping the endometrial spread and allowing their bodies to return back to what they are naturally designed to do, which is to be self-healing, 
amazing, beautiful, gorgeous organisms. So thanks for being with us. Once again, go out and check out one of our green mustache locations in British Columbia and Alberta. You can check us out online at greenmustache.com. Mustache is spelled M-O-U-S-T-A-C-H-E dot com. Also, if you're battling a chronic disease, please check out our online Eat Real to Heal program through Richer Health. You can find us at www.richerhealth.ca. And get on out there, keep learning, keep reading, keep researching, being curious about food as medicine, and try it on for size. See if it works for you. Um, Go out and find one of the 77,000 different plants that are on this planet that you can eat today and eat them in abundance in in a abundance in diversity and um, learn how to cook them in all these beautiful different ways that you will love and I know that your body will thank you for it so stay well stay healthy stay vibrant and check us out on our next podcast on the eat real to heal show bye-bye